Hi, and welcome to the Making the Media podcast with me, Craig Wilson. This time, I'm delighted to say we have our first guest from Italy on the podcast, as I'm joined by Roberto Rapponi from the Italian public broadcaster, Rai. Roberto works within the CTO technology department at Rai, advising their news and production areas on digital workflows, training and project implementation. Part of his role is also to review new technologies in the market and assess them to identify workflow opportunities within the organisation. So with that, he's reviewing subjects like cloud-hosted workflows, the move towards more software-based technologies and the future possibilities of artificial intelligence. We'll get into all of that shortly. But I started by asking Roberto to give a bit more detail on his role and on Rye in general. Rai, of course, is a national public broadcaster of Italy. Uh, 14 TV uh, terrestrial channel and uh, also in satellite. In satellite also we have a, a 4K uh, channel, it's a complete free channel, plus 12 uh, radio channels. Of course, there are uh, the TV channel are the uh, the main one is Rai 1, Rai 2, Rai 3, and also there are some uh, generalist and thematic channels like uh, kids, schools, uh, sport, uh, and so on. And in those channels, there are there are new specific channels as part of that as well? Yes, it is. We have, uh, as I said, some generalistic channel, uh, Rai 1, 2, 3, plus we have a, a 24 by 7 news channel. It is uh, Rai News 24. Uh, there's of course in, in HD. So I'm working with the um, technology director. There is a Ubaldo Toni. I'm uh, in uh, his staff, and my role is to coordinate some uh, project that uh, we are uh, up and running. And uh, my role is a sort of um, internal uh, key account for uh, technology partner and the market, the broadcast market. The broadcast market. So uh, my role is also to to focus and to have some advice on the market uh, and uh, to understand how is the uh, key point uh, on the technology broadcast uh, world. Yeah, so Roberto, you mentioned in your role that you sort of look at the market and you're you know, looking at trends within the market. And maybe let's let's move on to, to talk a little bit about that because one of the trends that, that we've seen in recent times is the move towards more software-based solutions. Um, as opposed to solutions perhaps with integrated uh, hardware. What, what does that mean for you in, in your role and how you then assess these kind of a sol- solutions for your organization? Mm. Okay. Um, for I, as a public broadcaster, uh, I think the asset are the uh, um, the resources, the main resources. So we our investment are actually focused to maintain and upgrade our technology assets. assets. Uh, but of course, we know very well that uh, this paradigm is completely changed. So uh, we and we will have to uh, to support uh, the uh, the change to uh, invest in uh, in capex uh, uh, less in, uh, compared to the opex uh, for the next uh, three five years uh, 
of course, we are not the as a public broadcaster, we are not early adopter. We don't have to. We our focus is to uh, deliver content to the citizen. For this reason, uh, we are still continue to invest uh, in our uh, technology asset. Uh, uh, this means uh, this not means that we are not only investing in hardware solution, but of course uh, we are. We prefer actually to consider uh, on-premise or uh, in our solution instead to a completely cloud-based uh, solution. But this is something that we are, uh, of course, looking at and we are working on it. Because, of course, in the next three, four years, uh, we I think that uh, will be a dramatically uh, change in uh, in this in this environment in this world in broadcasting what kind of impact does it have when you're planning but also in terms of the skill set of your staff that's required to support these kind of solutions because it is different in terms of the impact uh, and the uh, planning of our project uh, you have to consider that uh, due to the italian regulation we have to do uh, public tenders so this means that when we have already define the user requirements and all the documentation to start a public tender, we had to wait about 18 months before to start a project, not before to complete, before to start. So this means that uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, planning our uh, our project, our investment uh, is something to consider. Also, um, uh, considering to the fact that uh, uh, our environment, our studios, our uh, system that you already install have a lifetime cycle about seven, eight, nine years. So this means that uh, uh, this issue uh, has to be considered uh, very well when you are talking about uh, uh, software-based solutions, uh, cloud cloud solution, where the uh, lifetime life life cycle is shorter, and also uh, one solution that already uh, uh, delivered and uh, on the market uh, in eighteen months should be dramatically changed and actually um, it is something that uh, uh, there is a um, on the market a, a very uh, strong acceleration but this acceleration this acceleration is is pushed by uh, can i say by manufacturer by the uh, the vendors not by the uh, not only by the the users and the client so uh, on this time of course we have time to also uh, create our internal culture because it's a matter of culture this change uh, moving from uh, technology investment uh, on premise to the cloud uh, or soft completely software solution is something that uh, is uh, needs time and uh, needs uh, some internal culture, starting from the uh, CFO areas. So, 
the, the financial areas. So this is that uh, we are working on it. Of course, we are uh, also hired, fortunately, uh, some new colleagues uh, that are uh, with other skills that are uh, more open than my skills that are uh, 30 years old uh, on this market. So I'm starting for the concrete physically media <laughs> on my end to consider a workflow completely on uh, on the cloud and software based it, it's an interesting point that you raise roberto and it's something that's come up in other podcast episodes but it's changing the nature of the skill set of people that are either in your organization at the moment or that you're looking to attract from from outside so is that something you're having to consider now when you're looking at, bring, at bringing people into your department that their skill set isn't necessarily just about broadcast, but it contains in information, knowledge of IT, knowledge of cloud-based systems as well. Yes, and uh, also this is one of the uh, issues that we have, because, of course, uh, as I said, I repeat, as a public company to hire people, we need also to have some uh, regulation. So we are not like the uh, company on the market that can uh, offer uh different options uh in terms of economics and so on but anyway um i think also the skill set that uh, uh there are the uh, on the market in terms of it are not enough to uh move uh smoothly into the world that uh, can i say sorry is a it's, a, it's about a joke but we are more or less an art and craft uh, um, technologies starting uh, actually uh, 30 years ago with some uh, some uh, physical connection but the workflow is uh, is well structured something the the workflow still remain the same in the production line the technology uh, is changing and the the requirement, the user requirement is always the same. You have always to deliver content to the user, always, 24 hours per day, seven days per seven. And uh, uh, of course, um, this is, is the most important thing when you start to uh, imagine to design uh, a new project, a new system and all that. So they also you have to consider what is important in this, in this workflow? Uh, this server is more is less important than the monitors, or uh, because it's something that can uh, interrupt the workflow or can create some issue on this workflow. You you mentioned workflow there. I think that's a really really interesting point and something that I think at times gets almost like forgotten in the thinking of technology because ultimately it's being used by users. Who are perhaps non-technology, yeah. non-technical non um, users yeah. as as part of it. So as part of your role, just you to factor that in as well about what is the workflow, how is it going to be um, implemented, if you like, by the end users, as well as that technical solution that you know is perhaps at the yeah. forefront of your mind. So when we when the the design the project, of course, the, uh, the first goal is to uh, uh, to consider. The user requirement or our internal user, because of the, the the delivery chain, more or less the workflow still remains still remain the same. So, from 
ingest the material from uh, the acquisition to uh, to the delivery to the air, the workflow still remains the same. Well, but the uh, the most important things and the most important thing to, is to understand if uh, the project and the solution uh, could help all the uh, skills or all the users that are involved in their workflow. Uh, this means that uh, uh, sometimes uh, um, we can provide a system that are more features than are really necessary, but it's important to cover the main one in them. And one, the, one of these uh, important things in the uh, in this scenario, when the uh, there are this, the software level is uh, is going to be uh, a primary point, uh, uh, is one of the uh, is the support team and the support workflow that is really important, because the um, my opinion is that uh, actually uh, the uh, the software level are um, increasing the distance between uh, the, uh, the vendor and the solution provided by the vendor, the partner, the technology partner that can help to deliver the system and the end users. So uh, in this case, right. Uh, with the uh, software-based solution, with cloud-based solution, um, the technology skill and the technology level still remain internally on the uh, vendor area and the local support uh, must increase dramatically the skill and the uh, technology level to support uh, the, uh, the client. Because I think that uh, this scenario, this paradigm is, is something that is, uh, is impact dramatically, not only for the end user, but only in the uh, people that are involved in, uh, in this project, in, the, in this scenario. See, one of the points to attention is to consider the technology uh, partner, consider the, uh, also the local team uh, with the enough skill to support the delivery of the project, the, uh, the daily operation, and the also, of course, the troubleshooting. That's a really, really important point about the importance of local knowledge, I guess, is you know, kind of what you're, what you're saying there. But another implication of it, you talked about the cloud providers. Mm -hmm. So there are a number of different cloud providers, of course, that are, that are on the market. Um, and I guess from your perspective, you have to consider all of them and look at what all of the they they can they can kind of offer. Does that in itself pose challenges around trying to assess? You know, is it Azure for certain things? Is AWS mm -hmm. for certain things? GCP? What's your work involved now of assessing where all these cloud providers can work best for Rye? Okay, I think that uh, actually there is no uh, a single solution for for all. Uh, for this reason, we are um, working internally to uh, have the the tool of the skills and the culture to uh, to manage different uh, different offer because we are uh, working on some POC to understand how the 
cloud provider can impact in a part. One of the, uh, of course, uh, primary uh, point is also uh, how the uh, technology supplier or how the, uh, the, 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 the vendor of the solution are um, uh, connected to this cloud provider. I think, for example, uh, many, uh, many solution, uh, many technology vendors, many partners say, okay, we are developing this system. If you want with uh, Amazon or uh, Azure or uh, Google, uh, whatever you want. The problem is that uh, who are in charge to manage the integration between the cloud provider who are in charge to manage the troubleshootings or any relationships or any, uh, of course, uh, activation of some workflow or not. So it's uh, this is one of the points. So sometimes you can develop internally your uh, a small workflow or uh, some other solution that uh, use uh, some cloud provider and you manage internally because you develop internally your workflow, you, you have the uh, all the um, skill set and also the um, all the tools to add uh, on and off uh, some workflow. But sometimes you use uh, a workflow that are integrated in the the project that uh, the technology partner uh, provide to you. So it's something that uh, is one of the points that we have to be clear. It is actually it's not clear. Everyone say they we will support. This vendor, this vendor, this cloud vendor, this cloud vendor, this vendor. But no one explained to you how, in which way, and in which level of integration you had. I always think that working in the, in, in the media is an exciting business because it never change, it never stays the same. But yeah. I guess from your perspective, that that constant change must just throw up challenges all the time. So when you you're going to the trade shows, you're looking at the market. Is, do you find it exciting in some ways, Roberto, though, that all these opportunities now come up? Because yeah. it, it is very different. I mean, you and I started 30 years ago, more than that, 30 years ago in my case, <laughs> and it has changed a lot. But do you find it an exciting time? Yeah, yeah, yes, it is. It's the, I think that's, it's time for uh, many opportunities uh, for both sides. Um of course, it's only a matter of uh, what is your role, what is your goal, what is the uh, uh, perimeter of your business. Of course, uh, as I said, uh, if we are talking about uh, AI or uh, some other things, uh, uh, we know well that uh, there are some, money, uh, some other players and uh, other people uh, in our organization that can play with this, uh, with this tool and with workflow, with these opportunities. Our business, our goal is to deliver the content in a proper way, in the robust way, in with the, all the security related to the cybersecurity, connectivity, uh, and with the, uh, a, 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 a well-defined workflow in general. So um, in this case, we, so we we say we have time to uh, to add uh, 
these new features or we have the, the right time to understand what does it mean really because also a mother not only during the uh, the project uh, but also during the deploy of the system you also to, you have to consider the if you are internally the skills of the right people to manage a, uh, a project that needs uh, a, a driver, a well-skilled driver. The, the example is when we project, a, a, sorry, I would like to say a classic <laughs> infrastructure, we only define in terms of uh, uh, power consumptions, uh, resilience, and so on. 100% plus another 100% plus something okay this the this is the way in the cloud uh, uh, scenario or in the software scenario this means that you have to plan 100% uh, uh, of license 100 plus 100 100% of license plus uh, the power consumption always on and uh, the resources in cloud always on and this will be a mess is not economically support so you internally you have to understand if there is something that uh, can manage the the throttle of the system so if that knows that in the next 15 days, one month, there is a big event. So we need more power. We need more uh, services. At the end of that, we have to turn off the services. We have to redesign the workflow. And this is something that uh, is not easy to find on the, on the people that you are in, internally. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it, about the, the elasticity that cloud offers. But yeah. I think a lot of people are still working on what the economics of that of that still look like. You, you mentioned AI there, Roberto, and I wanted to ask a little bit um, about that. There is a huge amount of excitement about AI, but I also think there's a lot of caution. There's certainly been a lot of caution within European broadcasters that I've spoken to about what AI could could mean. What, what's your assessment of of where AI could can, can play a part within the broadcasting market? And in some ways, how, how real do you think it is in terms of having a real value um, today? Okay, the AI, of course, is it's a it's a big opportunity uh, to to thinking uh, thinking differently when you start to design something. But of course, it's uh, there's a lot of excitement, uh, and probably uh, there will be many features in the next future uh, of course we are uh, considering that uh, we are uh, planning and also we are designing our infrastructure to adopt or to uh, to integrate on on, on that uh, as i said uh, as a public broadcaster um, and uh, our mission our goal is uh, is not to be an early adopter or something to experiment uh, some uh, some solution we can provide the uh, internally the infrastructure to add to add this of course if there are some uh, some particular projects some show we can uh, we, we can use the features of ai i think that um, my personal idea is the in case in terms of um, 
metadata uh, creation and uh, metadata management, the AI should be uh, amazing because you have a million, we have millions of uh, uh, clips and items in our uh, in our library. So imagine to consider the AI and metadata enrichment is something that uh, uh, should be incredible. Uh, but of course, uh, it's something that to, to manage and to uh, integrate to uh, actual infrastructure that is uh, quite large <laughs> for us. Roberto, really good to talk to you uh, and get your thoughts on a whole variety of different topics. That's, that's been great. There is one question I ask everyone on the podcast, so I'm going to ask you, yeah. which is, uh, what is it, if anything, that keeps you up at night? Uh, no, in terms, uh, fortunately, I'm now the role that to be, uh, let me say, uh, more relaxed. <laughs> so I'm old uh, enough to, uh, to consider that uh, there is no such thing that... Uh, could uh, can I say could have uh, up so this big impact <laughs> uh, on my on my nights. Um, I also, so, four years ago I was in the in the production area, so I was responsible for the editing area. Uh, sometimes I have some phone call. Oh, uh, sorry, uh, we miss uh, the 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 edit suite, or we have a problem that. But as I say, there is a, something that should be possible to solve. In, in any case, uh, we can deliver something to <laughs> from uh, from the, the TV screens. <laughs> so I'm not so <laughs> not yet, <laughs> or no, not anymore. <laughs> it's good to know with experience can also come a side night's sleep. Thanks so much to Roberto for taking the time to talk with us and to share his perspective. Check out the show notes for more information on how Avid is viewing developments around artificial intelligence and for a recent episode where the Head of Technology Forecasting for BBC's R&D department shares her views on the same subject. Let us know what you think. Email us at makingthemedia@avid.com or follow us across any of the various Avid social channels. On Instagram and X, I am CraigAW1969. Don't forget to like, comment, leave a review and share the podcast too. That's all from us for this episode and in fact that's all from us for 2023. We're taking a break over the festive season but we'll be back in the new year with more in-depth discussion. So perhaps now is the ideal time to subscribe to the podcast to get notified when our next episode is out. We hope you all get the opportunity to relax and spend time with those who mean most to you over the holiday period. Thanks again to Roberto. I'd also like to extend a big thanks to the entire Making the Media team, Matt, Wim and Owen, for all of their help behind the scenes. But most of all, we'd all like to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. It truly means a lot. From me, Craig Wilson, for the final time in 2023 from the Making the Media podcast, thanks and see you soon.